When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment. Woo! Coming off a big night, SAG Awards. Very exciting. Love that show. I love that show. It's really good. And I set the DVR for yes, I set the DVR for it. I don't know why. But and I didn't say ad time. The DVR just took it three hours. So as I'm watching it, um, fast forwarding between commercials, it's like, oh, okay, all right. Will Smith won. We still have uh, still have an hour to go, and then boom, it was over. Yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is th- what a gift. It, it, it the SAG Awards. I'm here to say controversial. I think it's even a better show than the Golden Globes. Previously, my favorite. Nah, I don't think so. Because it, the speed of it, you get such a variety of. It's like there, there's a feeling that these actors get when they're just around each other. They feel like they're kind of in a club with each other in that room. And I think like if I got to go to a show and sit at a table, that's the one I would choose. It just seems the the energy there. No one is uptight. Everybody is loose but see people are uptight at the golden globes because depending on who's hosting they're like okay what's going to be said about me they get in their own feelings and that's their ego only when ricky gervais is there <laughs> well he's there every other year i know then you got tammy um uh, tammy i almost tammy said tammy faye, faye. <laughs> yes tammy faye i was is looking gonna... at the jessica chastain yes. win right now right um no but then you have tina and um amy polar amy and they could be a little cutting as well uh coda succession and ted lasso those were your big winners last night. Um, by the way, they did. Uh, this was held in uh, Santa Monica, and or at least the Santa Monica Barker hangar, and they did it in compliance with California COVID protocol. So all attendees were required to show proof of vaccination. They made a funny joke about that. Um, was it Leslie Odom Jr. at the beginning when he was out there with David Diggs and oh. Lin Manuel Miranda? Kind of a fun joke about it. isn't it fun to be out again on a weekend and you know like all you have to do and then he listed off the nine things that everybody who was there had to do in terms of masking and distancing and testing and then our PCR test and all this sort of stuff. Yes, quay. Were you surprised by any of the wins or did you think anyone was? I was a little bit surprised out? by happily, uh, pleasantly surprised by Squid Game. Yeah, me too. Getting a couple, and then I actually thought I thought that they were on pace to win best limited ensemble. series or oh, best okay. best ensemble for the uh, for the drama series and then they didn't so i guess i was a little bit surprised there because sometimes within a show the momentum starts to happen and you just feel like here we go but then succession ended up winning that category um 
How about you? Anything that left your, you like, oh, I wish this person. No, I, pretty much everybody I wanted to win really did win. Uh, Gene Smart took Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a comedy series. That was for Hacks. Mm-hmm. Um I was really happy with that. I thought um, Dame Helen Mirren was lovely. She looked like a little Barbie doll. Uh, (laughs) She won the Lifetime Achievement Award. I thought that was really cool. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I thought uh, the fact that Coda won uh, was really a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. Me too. Um, It's just... Yeah, it's kind of has been flying under the radar. Yes. I I don't think a lot of people have seen it. So this is really going to push people before the Oscars. Yes, for sure. I think you're right. This uh, I got the old feeling that I had watching award shows. This felt to me sort of like the first award show that we've had that was normal since the pandemic. I agree with you. And there's just again, I love that room. I think the energy there seems just to be so great. Uh, and it was the the award show that for the first time in a couple years had me saying out loud, "We got some movies to watch." Yeah, you know, I was yeah. like, "We got to we got to go through and watch some of these, even some from a montage." You know, some stuff from West Side Story, and I was like, "Oh, we, we got to see that. We got to see this. We got to see this." Mm-hmm. There's so many. Well, it looks like Power of the Dog was kind of snubbed. Ah, uh, yes. That's, That's a fair point. Because yep. that, everybody has been talking about that being the front runner. I am sorry, but when Benedict Cumberbatch came out with, who who did he walk out with? Oh, shoot. He presented. Oh, They oh, were two of the most week. boring people, oh. seemingly, of the night. They're just like, yeah, I've been. It was probably his co-watch. Oh, it was, what's her face? Kirsten Dunst's husband. Um Oh, Jesse Plemons. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. He's also just, in Power of the Dog. Yeah, super boring. Um, let's talk about a couple a couple fun head scratching moments. When Michael Keaton won the award, yes. I was legitimately confused. And I like leaned forward in my chair thinking, Where is he? Because they go to the crowd, they take an, a Goodyear blimp shot of the room. <laughs> yeah. Scanning. You know, the director called for that, I'm sure, saying Give me a wide shot. I need to see where is Michael Keaton. So and you like, can't find him. You're just looking down. Then they push in again to Selma Hayek, who is now on stage and admits how nervous she yeah. is. I just thought it was a really fun, unpredictable live it moment. It started off really fun and unpredictable, and then it took a real sharp turn. Yes, it and did. everyone got super emotional. Here's that clip. For male actor in a television movie or limited series. Michael Keaton. Keaton. Topsick. Paging Michael Keaton to the stage, please. Paging Michael Keaton. Are you kidding me? I have stage fright. <laughs> Come on, Michael. Come on, Michael. Tumbles onto the stage. Thank you very much. Sorry. Quick trick to the men's room. Bad timing. It's, it, bad. it's packed, by the way. This is so nice. Thank you very much. I've sent out my preemptive thanks to everyone involved in this, especially Marnie. But mostly, given the subject matter, this is for my nephew Michael and my sister Peg. I lost Michael. I lost my nephew Michael to drugs, and it hurts. This is for my sister Pam. Thanks. 
that is the first I ever heard about that, yeah. considering yeah. the movie that he was in Dope Sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. That was that was a really powerful moment. You know, um, and you're right. What a I said right after that wrapped, I said to Lou, boy, we went on a ride there yes. emotionally from all all of that. He is um he is one of those actors, Michael Keaton, for my money, that whatever they say, I am interested. I, I lean in when he talks. There's something about his delivery. There's also something about, as I was watching him on stage last night, the gravitas that comes from having a career where you've just had ups, downs, and everything in between, times of wild stardom, a decade gone by where you're thinking, where's Michael Keaton been? And then he comes back and critics love him again. There's something about him. He has good energy. I think he has really good, interesting kind of energy. And you get the vibe that he's not BSing you, you know, like but in this, that that speech. If you you should go and listen to it, yeah. Today, the when whole he says thing. I would give up acting in a, in a minute, yeah, but I'll never give up talking. You know, he and he called out like, look, some people I can feel the eyes rolling, right? You know, as we're in this congratulation fest of each other and of us sort of using the platform to speak. But there's something about him that just feels like you could sidle up next to him at a bar and there'd be no pretense, there'd be no BS, and you would just be interested in whatever it was mm-hmm. he was talking about. Me likey. Hey, why don't we, let's, since we're running out of time, why don't we take a break um, and after the break get to Will Smith. Now, I felt like I won. I was waiting for him to thank me last night because oh. I sat through his audiobook, which was 35 hours long. <laughs> and uh, so he had a big win and another wonderful speech. So why don't we hear from Will Smith when we come back and then we'll get into some things that make you go, huh? That's all coming up on the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. Oh, you know, I love being a dad, but between work, work and kid work, it can be a little difficult to get a workout in. Well, Steve, I've got great news for you and all the other parents out there. The Y offers free child care with a family or dual membership. What? Yeah, you work out while your kids do fun activities and make new friends. Join the Y by February 28th and get $10 enrollment with 25% off dues through April. Join at YMCANorth.org. You said it, Donna. I'm on it. Oh, hello. Good morning and welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Dawn McLean's hanging out with us for the first hour. Hey, girl. Hey. Your hair is all cute and curly today. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I just didn't have time to. What? What? Oh, oh no, Dawn's hair. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dawn, your hair looks great. Oh, yeah, Steve, there's someone else here. Like it. It's yeah. nice. We're coming off of a, a big night for award shows. The season has begun. The SAG Awards. I was, you know, I have to say, I really like the movie um, King Richard. Of which I've seen two thirds of. Okay, so far, nobody else I know is interested in seeing it or liked it because they thought Will uh, Smith's performance was not good. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the best stuff uh, he's done in a long time. Wow, that's kind of crazy to hear. I totally forgot it was Will Smith who I was watching on screen. Well, last night was a, I wonder if more people will now give, if they didn't give it a shot, if they will give it a shot as a result of his big win for that role. And something that was interesting, and we'll hear from Will, uh, who gave a really great speech last night. We'll hear from him in a moment. Uh, But I wonder if he is feeling like, Will Smith has never won an Oscar. And he has been nominated a couple of times. He's been nominated for his portrayal of Muhammad Ali in Ali. 
He has been nominated for The Pursuit of Happiness. He lost both of those times, and I believe the last time, I think, I, I don't know if I'm getting the timeline right, one of the times that he lost was to Denzel Washington, I believe it was 20 years ago, for uh-huh. Training Day. And so last oh, night... he was so good in that, though. In I know. Training Day, that was I get so it. good. I get it. Uh, but then last night, you see, here they are again, pitted against one another. And you've got Denzel for Macbeth. Uh, and then you have Will Smith for uh, King Richard. And he got the win. Denzel immediately on his feet, clapping for him. You know, it was a really beautiful moment. And I wonder if Will is starting to feel, this is my year. This is the year where the Oscar comes my way. Here's a little bit of Will Smith uh, up on stage, clearly um, excited about the news. For male actor in a leading role, Will Smith. That may have been one of the greatest moments of my career just now because my name was called for King Richard sitting next to Venus Williams. <laughs> Venus, Serena, the, the Williams family, you, you entrusted me and our group with your story. You didn't agree to put your name on it till you saw the final project. I agree. That's, I get that. I get that. You know. It's cool. That's, that's real. That's real. Because we be messing stuff up sometimes. Um, but when I got the call and you watched the movie and you said you loved it, I just want to say thank you very much. It was, it was my deepest pleasure to honor your family and to tell your story to the world. Thank you all. I know I'm thinking too much. Thank you all. Thank you. He's you know, he went on to say nice something really guy. nice. He talked about the two young actresses who play the young William sisters in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he started to get emotional as he was talking about that because he said in the same way that I got to, you know, portray your father in the movie, he felt this same sense of protection or ownership, stewardship over them that night. He said, as I was walking you around this room and presumably their night filled with Will Smith, walking them around the room, introducing them to all the power players that exist in Hollywood. And it was it was really cool. He was even tearing up when his clip played as they were going through and announcing the nominees. You could tell that the clip that they played of him in an emotional scene talking to one of his daughters, I think he said something to Jada like, "This that scene always gets me. Like, he just can't watch that scene. So I was... Uh, I was happy for him. I'll be, I'll be really curious to see if he gets the Oscar. Me too. Uh, we'll have some of the um, the ladies' uh, wins coming up a little bit later on in the show. We'll do that in the 11 o'clock hour, the third hour, if you are listening via podcast. Nice. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Why don't we start with uh, Donna? Donna's brought oh. something interesting today. Thank you. Do you um, like gargoyles? <laughs> you know this about me. I'm a big fan <laughs> of gargoyles. I, I am very intrigued by them when I see them. Like I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
on the side of a building, their heads popping out in yeah. cement. I'm like, what is that? Let Makes me see that. Feel like, a, like medieval times yes. or something like that. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I really want one in front of my house. That's a bad look. Okay. Oh. I, I, how do you feel about lions? Like, also, uh, for, a, for, a, for a suburban home, I think it's a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> like outside of like a... You know, yeah. monument or something but like what that. If your house is made of brick, and then you have like these brick columns. Don't you want to put power some... play the neighborhood with yes. uh, cement <laughs> lion heads? Yes. I don't know what's going on in West. Bloomington. I don't know. It's a kind of, of like Italian thing, like a Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Scarface. Yeah. yeah you don't kinda... mess with this home, okay? Yeah. yeah. And then you have Mary on the half shell in the yard. Yeah. You know? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> who's the Who's the saint? The uh, The saint that you you're supposed to bury if oh, you want to sell good your luck. house. That's Saint Benedict? Anthony. Uh, that's uh, the for lost things. Yes, lost is that thing. Saint Anthony? Is it? Do you bury? I've, I I can't I get remember. Mixed up. I'll look it up. Us. I'll look up what Saint Bobby do you Jensen, bury? Bobby Jensen, call me or text me or something. Okay, he'll know. Um, okay, so if you visit the Washington National Cathedral and you look closely, you might see a gargoyle that looks a lot like Darth Vader. Oh, really? And the reason for that is because it is Darth Vader. No. Yeah, it's quick. There's, um, there was a contest that was oh. held in the 80s to design a grotesque for the cathedral. That's what they, it says in quotes, a grotesque. It's basically a gargoyle that doesn't spout water. Wow, it's so cool looking. Actual gargoyles have spouts to drain rainwater. But anyway, it's... Um, the limestone Lord Vader, who has been adorning the cathedral since 1986. It is kind of hard to see without a pair of binoculars, but Steve, you could link it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, I will link this up. Okay. I just love like it's okay. In our first stop here, you'll see the Stations of the Cross. <laughs> um, here we have the Dark Lord known as Darth Vader. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> it's just, it's good. Gargoyle. We just watched the very, uh, I should say, episode one of Star Wars over the weekend. Phantom Menace, Jar Jar Binks, a young Anakin Skywalker, who, spoiler, goes on to become Darth Vader. It's very interesting. <laughs> it is very interesting that they put this on a church. Maybe yes. it's supposed to be like good and evil or something. Is I there think a good? supposed to ward off bad spirits if it's on the outside of a building. It's like, okay, we're going to scare them away with these things. So they're not supposed to be bad. They're supposed to be like, like okay. you know what I mean? It's yeah. supposed to be like, keep yeah. all the bad spirits away by the these it, things. Plus, it's just right? that the Darth... People make looks, faith comparisons with sort of some of the story and the force well, yeah, and all like, of that in Star Wars. So Like good, evil, but he just looks way too modern. Well, yeah, I, I think know. they knew it was a problem when people started yeah. accidentally at the passing of the peace, started saying, the peace of Dark Lord be always with you. And they're like, sorry, <laughs> I was looking at Darth. I should have said the peace of the Lord. Sorry. Thanks, Donna. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's good to be here. Um, well, that's our wrap-up music. Courtesy laugh. We're get, Yeah. <laughs> Donna. Bobby Jensen is texting her now. She's, I know what's happening. There's a Jersey text right now. No, there's nothing. There's right. nothing. I'm it's done. It's an easy Google. Hey, it's your segment, man. It was good to be here for it. <laughs> Even <laughs> though you took uh, minimal part. We'll take a break All here. Right, let's um, do that. A little SNL update. Some cool stuff that happened over the weekend. And Idol was back. And it's 20 years old. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, man, this thing in Ukraine is really got people concerned, clearly. 
Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, they are stepping up for refugees who are fleeing Ukraine in the wake of this Russian invasion. And they announced a couple days ago that they're going to match up to $1 million in donations to the United Nations Refugee Agency. Ryan said in 48 hours, countless Ukrainians were forced to flee their homes to neighboring countries and they need protection. When you donate, we will match it up to a million dollars so we can create double the support. Hmm. Um, See, we could link this up, right? The um, it'll bring you right to the United Nations Refugee Agency uh, donation page um, if you would like to do that. Um, they're helping 50,000 plus Ukrainians who had to flee their homes in less than 48 hours. So they're, um, providing life-saving aid. They're working with neighboring countries to ensure, uh, excuse me, to ensure protection for these families. So I think that's really cool that they're putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes you, I don't know, it sort of crystallizes how fortunate we are here, you know, in America where even just geographically how things are laid out in Europe versus how they're laid out here mm-hmm. and sort of the military power that America is um we don't have to live in this sort of fear and it's just your heart breaks for what the people and I think of course of the the families in Ukraine that they would be having to deal with as they have these conversations with their kids and their kids are asking what's happening and they're saying, well, we have to leave because they're they're going to attack us. There are bombs coming. In. Can you imagine Mm-mm. having that conversation with your children? I can't even I woke up yesterday and I was like, what planet are we living on? You know, there's a pandemic. There's this invasion. It's like, what year is this? It's all so surreal right well, now. And I can't imagine what those poor families are going through. Yeah, and then when you go back and you read, you know, enough history, you realize, oh, it's planet Earth, and it's just like mm-hmm. several other times throughout history have been. But it's weird because we grew up, you know, you you feel like you read about history, right. you don't right. feel like you live through history. Correct. Um, I, there is a. I want to let me get this. I'll get that link up here in a moment. I want to tell you the um, the Instagram handle that is a really good follow. We've talked about her before. Her name is Sharon McMahon. Um, oh, yeah. Sharon says so yep. on Instagram. She's great. She is uh, She's super smart. She's super well-read in the world. Of, she she calls herself America's government teacher, hashtag governors, and she helps adults to take classes and to learn about history. But she has a post up that she put up a few days ago, um, actually knows within the last day, about Ukraine and she says, I know that you guys look for me to give you facts without a lot of my opinion inserted into them, but there are lines I can't cross, and Putin is one of them. And then she goes into these um, reasons as to why it's happening. If you've been reading these headlines and trying to understand, she gives her take on it and and what's at stake with all of it. And so I won't read it to you now, but if you feel like you want a little extra information from a different source, Sharon says so on Instagram. And she's from Duluth. Um, and has gone to, you know, have, she's got 750,000 followers on Instagram. She's really developed this dedicated following of people. She's been picked up. I think she was on the daily show. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Cause she puts things in layman's terms. You yes. know what I mean? She makes it very easy for you to understand. And she's just a good communicator and naturally likable too. So when you add all of those things together, it's, it's a pretty, uh, pretty potent mix. So you can check that out there. Okay. 
Uh, let's uh, before we lighten things up. I just thought this was really cool. I did not watch all of Saturday Night Live this past weekend, but I did watch the open, which I thought was really respectful and just lovely. Um, they started with a Ukrainian choir from New York and it was just beautiful. There were all these candles and here's what it sounded like. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ukrainian chorus Dumka of New York. performance and then the um Cicely Strong and uh Kate McKinnon came out and just said live from New York it's Saturday night and then the camera went to the candles that had spelled out Kiev oh and wow. it was just it was really chilling you know you just goosies it was really yeah and when you see a comedic show anytime a show like that pauses to address something it's um, more poignant right you hear yes. it more Absolutely. All right. Now oh. we can go light. But fun. American Idol was on last night. Are you going to keep watching this thing? I, I don't. <laughs> there's been one season that I've not watched, and it was, I believe, season two. Um, I watch it all the time. I feel like somehow in the last five years, what's happened with the show since it went to ABC is even better than it used to be. It was like it sort of had this format that they then shifted. The production value went up a lot, I think, on ABC. They've leaned now. It's less of a cattle call situation. You're not making fun of people. It's it's a far cry if it's been a while since you've watched in the Simon Cowell days. It is a far cry from where it started 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just a very different show now. And it's very story-driven. And uh, they'll take a while with each contestant. And uh, I maintain... This this uh, this judging trio of Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and Lionel Richie, the grandfather that everybody wishes they had, it's just really enjoyable to watch. And Lou, my wife, has been perceptive to this, and I think she's right. Katy Perry, her first couple of years doing the show on ABC, very theatrical, very... Uh, she was waiting for a line. Entertaining, but I didn't always get the vibe of I'm getting the authentic Katy Perry here. It felt like each thing was, you know, sort of a punchline or a yeah, stunt sure. line. My wife pushes it back to from the time she had a baby, things started changing yep. where she became softer or or she allowed a softer side to show. Um, and she it's less of a song and dance with her. It's still very entertaining what she says. But uh, I just feel like the, the judging has gotten better. By the way, Katie will cry at the drop of a hat now, too. And so it, the judging has gotten better. I love Luke Bryan on the show as well. Listen, they had Aretha Franklin's granddaughter come in last night. I saw that. Who just so happens to say, like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm you know, so-and-so Franklin. My grandmother is Aretha. And they're like, what? And Lionel, of course, knew very well Aretha Franklin. And so he's got a personal relationship uh, with her uh, late grandmother. Then they have her sing. And I thought, you know what's going to happen here? They're going to put her through because she's Aretha Franklin's daughter. And you get a yes. uh, uh, Or no, I'm sorry. You get a no from Luke Bryan. You get a yes from Katy Perry. Deciding vote is Lionel Richie, who, again, I know know your grandmother. 
He's talking all <laughs> about the connection that they have. And Katie's like, you have got to, you have got to put her through. He did not buckle under the pressure. He went up, he gave her a hug, and he was like, listen, this is, I know it doesn't feel like this, but this is the best thing for you right now is to first take a step back. I don't want you to crash and burn here on this stage. I want you to take a step back, listen to the notes we've given you, get better, even though you're Aretha's granddaughter. It's in the blood, clearly. But you got to go and get better. And so nice guy Lionel Richie, just when you think it's going to be too sugary, the show. Oh, they're going to put her through. She's Aretha's granddaughter. It's coming down to Lionel. Do you think she was a plant? I I just sometimes question. What do you mean a plant? I don't know. Do you think someone said, hey, uh, let's have you audition. Will you go do this and get rejected so we can have some controversy? Exactly. To show that we're not just, you know, putting everybody through. You, You know, you're about to sign a record deal anyway. You know, it could be that kind of situation. I don't think, I don't think she's about so to sign a record cynical. deal. You have. I don't think she is about <laughs> to have. sign a record deal. I listen deal. too much to Colleen and Bradley. Listen. <laughs> that's why I have had to scramble this channel from 12 to 3. And it's taken a lot of money on my end. A lot of engineering costs. Uh, no, like, I'm, I'm still bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I do not think she was a plant. She's not near a record deal. In fact, there was midway through them judging, I said to Lou, if she wasn't Aretha's granddaughter, she wouldn't even be getting this okay, much okay. time. She wasn't She wasn't bad. I'm not saying that. She's got the potential, but there were some things that need refined, and it was an un... Okay. There's some skill that you need to learn and put in the time. So, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, and the fact that they had Lionel be the one you know it's always who's down to the third and deciding vote because if you're luke bryan and you say no first oh yeah easy if you are the deciding vote now still a no just like luke it's your fault so lionel had to uh had to wish her had to wish her well but there were as they always do a lot of emotional storylines there were these two donna you would have loved them this this southern dude who hangs drywall and his buddies his just like buffalo plaid check wearing buddies were like Hey, bud, man, you just hey, shouldn't Hoss. be working with us, man. You got you got something good. So just a a friend who was like, you've got to audition for American Idol. I signed you up. And he's like, no, 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 really. And they were just the sweetest little duo. And if he gets he gets to go through to oh, Hollywood. Oh, so he and his buddy were singing together? No, his buddy's just trying to get him. Like, dude, you, you cannot have a American voice Idol. this good. Yeah. You can't be with our dumb band. Yes. Not even that. <laughs> he didn't even have a band. Because they're just hanging drywall. And he's like, you got, you're oh, singing on the work site. Oh, oh. You got to get out of here. You cannot, we will hang the drywall. You go sing for a living. And the kid didn't want to do it and felt really bashful. It was just, it was sweet. Was it Tyler Allen? I don't focus on names. I see people. <laughs> okay. I see souls. <laughs> All right. But I tell you what, then the guy was in there. His friend came in after his audition and his buddy was like, well, listen, man, I mean, there's a bunch of people out there and they've got stylists and they wear leather and all that. My buddy here, he's just raw, man. He just sings it. and You heard it. And Luke Bryan started laughing. He said, you mess around talking like that and you will find yourself becoming his manager. <laughs> like, <laughs> this could be a thing. You sound like a manager. Oh, boy. It was you, good. We're in. We're going to watch it again. You are? Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So we don't have to. Thank you. Correct. I've always been team <laughs> idol. I've never gotten into the voice. The voice. And I love Cap Perkins, who is a voice alum. And I love Adam Levine, who is what I want to look like. Really? There's a lot for me to like on that show, but I've never, never gotten into it. You want to look like... Now, wait a second. He does yeah. have a little bit of that magician thing going on. <laughs> you know? It's called an element of intrigue, Donna. Yes. No. no, I like it. I just... You're always making fun of me for liking it. He looks really cool. 
he looks. You just got to start painting your nails. Yeah. Dyeing your hair. Getting a lot of tattoos. He's yeah. got very Working low more body sure. fat. Yes, he is really cut. You know what I mean? <laughs> and when he shaves his head, he looks cool. Oh, I didn't when know. When he, he bleaches his, his hair, he looks cool. He's done it all. Go look up Google Images. He's had every hairdo you can have, and he looks cool every time. And right. he can sing. Sue me. Sorry for you, Steve. Ah, sorry you're you. Yeah, look at me. Hey, guys. Did you say Adam Levine? That is who I said. I thought you were saying Adam, Adam Lambert. Lambert. My bad. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I would, I would want to be Adam Lambert. Okay. <laughs> That's why I was like, he's kind of got the magician thing oh, going on. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. His voice. Oh, oh it's to die for. For my next trick. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're going to go. All right. That sounds good. All right. When we come back, though, if you see something, you should say something. Uh, Bill Paxton's family has gotten a settlement. Steve's got the details on that. And I really am dying to talk about this Linda Evangelista story where she says she has been permanently deformed as a result of a uh, a cosmetic procedure. We'll tell you about that when we come right back on My Talk 107.1. You know Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun and where if we see something... We have to say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Well, former supermodel. I don't even know if she's a former. She might be a present. I think once a supermodel, always a supermodel. All right. It's like I an like Academy it. Award winner. It's like an NFL player or a president. Olympian. I like it. Well, Linda Evangelista is not hiding anymore. She has been photographed in New York City, and you're probably like, hiding from what? Well, here's the story. You know, I read this story like late last year, and I was like, oh, I feel so bad for her. This is terrible. She claims that she has been permanently deformed following a botched fat freezing procedure. What she's said is that four months after um, f- four months after the procedure, she was diagnosed with paradoxical adipose hyperplasia. Plasia. Anyway, it's called PAH, and it's a rare effect where the fatty tissue expands instead of shrinks. Opposite effect. Yes, and it's very rare. It almost never, ever happens. And now it's happened to her. And so she is suing the company behind the, the, you know, the parent company behind the procedure for $50 million in damages. And She's saying she wasn't made aware of the risk? Correct. They are saying she was. And this is, I bet, do you think it's one of these terms of agreement things? Maybe, Steve. Where you just click, this is why we need this to change mm-hmm. everywhere and everything that we sign? Yeah. I mean, I assume that anytime you undergo some type of surgery, that somewhere written in, a, in that paper that you're signing says you might die. It says you're, yeah, there's a possibility that you die. And if you die, you can't sue us. You can't sue us. Yeah. So after she was diagnosed with this, so all the spots that she was looking to shrink are now even bigger. And what had happened was the fat cells expanded and then they, they like, I guess they froze. 
mm. or became paralyzed in that area. And then all those areas are numb now for her. Oh, Lord. So oh, she how had, miserable. I know. And so she had two, and some of it's in her face. So, you know, like her chin area, her neck area. Sure. So now it's making her look even bigger. And she said she had two very painful, unsuccessful corrective surgeries. And this this was like six years ago, just so you know. It's just that it's coming out now. And that sent her into a cycle of deep depression and sadness. And she said the lowest depths of self-loathing. Then she became a recluse. And now she's on the cover of People magazine. I think it was last week or the week before. And she is showing us her body for the first time. She said, I loved being up on the catwalk. Now I dread running into someone I know. Mm-hmm. And That's tough. So That's she's really speaking tough. out now. She said she's no longer hiding. Um, she said she's not done telling her story. She's going to continue to share her experience to rid herself of shame. I don't know why she feels she has to feel shame. And she's trying to learn to love herself again. It's just so awful. And she also wants to help others in the in in the you know process. How difficult! I mean, look that would that would have an emotional toll. Like, imagine this: uh, imagine you have a giant zit on the tip of your nose and no makeup. Last thing you want to do: run into somebody you know, right? right. You're like, I just need to go in and get eggs and get out of here. And uh, and that's going to go away in a couple of days when you then target a specific area, and instead of the effect. It has the exact opposite effect. And you paid and good money for it. Paid good money. It enhances the thing that you were feeling limited by or insecure as a result of. It enhances that. You could imagine the, and when you put the money on top of it, you could imagine the emotional distress distress that that would make you feel and how you would be avoiding people because then you're embarrassed to be around people. And then that's not good because now you're isolating from people and it's long term of that is not going to be good for your psyche. I'm happy that she's that she's on the cover of people and talking about it. And yeah, I mean, there's there's one picture of her where she's got her sweater off her shoulder so you could see what we would, you know, call like that back area. Right. You know, she's. Everything is normal until that area, mm-hmm. you know, and so I could see where she's calling it disfigurement because in her mind, she's like, okay, it's just this thing, mm-hmm. you know, out of nowhere. I'm surprised they can't get rid of that. Like, because it's, she says like it's lipo? like permanently, it's permanently in there. So whatever has happened, it does not sound like oh, that you can remove it, that you can remove it's it. numb and... Uh, yeah. And she said she's already gone through two different surgeries for it. So, and like she said, I'm not done telling my story yet. So I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Other, other medical news here. Boy, can you believe, uh, let's see, how long exactly has this been since Bill Paxton Passed away. Twenty seventeen, uh, maybe. Seventeen. Yeah. Five years ago. So Bill Paxton, you might remember, died of a stroke, uh, and this was after heart surgery at Cedar Sinai Medical Center. Well, now I guess some movement there. Bill Paxton's family has reached a one million dollar settlement with the anesthesiology company that worked on his heart surgery back in twenty seventeen. Uh, the General Anesthesia Specialist Partnership does not have to admit any wrongdoing. In fact. They say that they did nothing wrong or there was, it wasn't anything that they didn't do that caused or contributed to Bill's death, but they settled to avoid, quote, expensive and time-consuming 
litigation. It also worth noting, Bill Paxton's surviving family is still suing the hospital and the doctor who performed the surgery for wrongful death. There again, it's tricky because, you know, when you go in for a, a big intensive surgery, I don't know, I'd hate to be a, a medical malpractice lawyer um, or a doctor for that matter, or yeah, you right. feel for everyone in this situation, right? I mean, Bill Paxson's family's like, we lost him. Yeah, and they don't even get an apology or an admission of wrongdoing. Because, so th- yeah, yeah, right. And everything, you have to be so careful. It's like when you get into a fender bender, right? And they're like, don't say whose mm-hmm, fault it was. Mm-hmm. Just be very robotic. Don't say I'm sorry. Yeah. Donna, don't say I was on my way to the radio show. It'll, it'll be the oh, caring I from... I and gave them my, car, my card, and then they got 50000 out of my insurance company because I thought I had money. Oh, damn. Oh, Just don't God. say what you do either. Wow. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Don McLean right. leaving us In all with that. <laughs> That's right. Before time expired, she's taking off. DJ Rock Lobster is coming in next. Uh, stay with us.